The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world! George's Box. Welcome to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Kirby. JJ, some people, they have trouble getting over an ex or, or a past job. I have trouble getting over the 2017 MVP. Uh, I thought I was over it. Cody Bellinger kind of relit the fire this past weekend. So let's just go to the numbers. OBP, 422 for Judge, 410 for Altuve. Slugging, 627 for Judge, 547 for Altuve. Talk that shit. OPS, 1,049 to 957. Homers, LOL, <laughs> 52 for Judge, 24 for Altuve. RBIs, 114 to 81. Wins, runs created, plus 174 to 160. Woba, 430 to 405. Walk percentage, 18.7 to 8.8. Defensive run saved, 9 to 3. Ultimate zone rating, positive 6.1 for Judge, negative 1.1 for Altuve. And Fangraphs war, 8.3 for Judge, 7.6 for Altuve. Not only does it piss me off that Altuve won, Aaron Judge only got two first place votes. So tell me how the writers can look at these stats and determine that Altuve should have won in a blowout. You can even make the argument that Judge should have been unanimous. I just can't sleep over this shit. Honestly? We all want it to go away. We don't want to open the show talking about this. We have a lights-out lineup. We have a great rotation now. We signed the best free agent starter. And now we got to come back again and talk about the Houston trash. I didn't want to blog about this today. I'm ready to talk about 2020. I'd rather talk about Garrett Cole every day for the rest of my life. But the shit just keeps popping up and you got star players like Bryce Harper and Mike Trout and Cody Bellinger talking about it. It is pretty cool to see that everybody is on Judge's side. So, I mean, I don't think it's just... I think Judge is what people are using as the example. And it's kind of perfect because... Judge is just like, he's kind of perfect. You know, like he's, he hasn't done anything wrong on the field, off the field. He gets injured a little bit. Yep. But he's the perfect guy to use as the example of like who got fucked. Because if you use like, if you give me some pitcher who's not in the big leagues anymore because they hit off him 
and he lost his job. That's one thing. But you give me Aaron Judge, the face of the game. Now that it's just, it's more tangible. Exactly. And it used to be, and everybody's been talking from a team-centered standpoint, right? The Dodgers got cheated. The Yankees got cheated. But this is a clear sign of an individual getting cheated. And you think about the money involved. Aaron Judge was making the minimum, you know, around 500 grand a year. During that time, you think about what would have happened in arbitration had he had an MVP on his resume going forward. It's well, now I'm not as bad with the Astros. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> now that's saving We are saving money. money, but it affects him. It, it affects guys' families. And yeah, we talk about the, the nobody pitchers that, you know, maybe they, they got sent down and they never got a chance again. But I mean, you saw today how angry Aaron Judge is and he never says anything. Yeah. So I think it worked out. I was wondering what Judge was going to do through this whole thing because I, last year, I always think Judge should now be the face of everything for the Yankees for the most part. Um, because I wanted when the umpiring, but, and it's because of like who he is as a person. So when the umpiring was bad, I wanted him to be the one to say, these guys suck. Because if it's Brett Gardner, it's like, ah, he's just a grumpy old man. CC, grumpy old man. <laughs> yeah. Someone else just like, who, who the hell are they to say it? Um, but if it's Judge, like, it's one of those things, like, he's never the boy to, who cries wolf. If he says something, cause he never says anything, he's Jeter-esque. If he says something, it's because he means it. It speaks volumes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I was wondering how he was going to handle this, but it worked out for him that like he stayed away from camp and he wasn't there when pitchers and catchers, which I thought he might be because that's like who he is. He usually is. The last, the last three years he had been there. Yeah. And I liked that he wasn't there or he was on a backfield. So he wasn't available. Away from the cameras. Yes. Because. We needed the guys like the Cody Ballingers. We needed Justin Turner. You know, we needed these other guys to say something. And especially when it's because I think kind of the order of operations, essentially. If Judge just goes like, yeah, I got cheated out of an MVP award. It's a me thing, which is not him. Whereas Ballinger started with like, we, the Dodgers, we were cheated. And Judge was cheated. Then that opens the door for him. Because like, he's got to respond to that. He's got to say something. But it's good that it, I mean, the players coming out and actually saying something is good while, so we're recording this. It's like 830 at night. While we, uh, before we recorded this, like, do you see LeBron tweeted? Yeah, long tweet, long ass hashtags. (laughs) But like, I mean, how far are we from a work stoppage? I mean, we've got another year, you know, before the contract comes up. But, like, these guys are unhappy. I've never seen baseball players so unified on something. Like, all the star players, Mike Trout, who never says anything, you know, is speaking up. I mean, that it's just crazy. Well, it's kind of – this is – a clear line in the sand was drawn, I think, by Trevor Bauer. And then, you know, Bellinger helps with that. Right. And more guys, as they say stuff, help with that. You're either very against this or you're very for it. That's it. There is no, ah, I don't know. Like, there's no gray area here. And to that point, how can you be for it? Unless well, no, you're a is. deranged Astros fan. You well, know? that's the thing. I mean, they've created a thing where it's like, there is no four. We've created one side. Um, and I think it's good. Because, I mean, again, where it's millionaires and billionaires, but it's not even. The weird thing is, it's normally players and owners. But it's not players and owners. It's players and players, and it's like their own union. So it, it like gives this added element and it's the players against the league and the commissioner who's picked by the owners, but like other owners are pissed too. 
And players aren't used to feuding with other players. Like, like if you think about guys on the Astros, I mean, they're used to maybe feuding with managers or not getting along with owners, but the players are usually so unified all together and to have them all gang up on these Astros guys who we now know are all douchebags. Yeah. Bregman, Altuve. I mean, they're all a bunch of pricks to see everybody else just turn against them is awesome. And this is the first time in my life that the Yankees aren't the most hated team in sports anymore. It's crazy. <laughs> I it's never like, thought I'd really see crazy. the day. Like that there are so many people who are actually like the Yankees were robbed. Which it's like, weird seeing never people seen. take our side. It, it's it's almost freaks me out. I wonder how like Jeffrey Mayer feels right now, <laughs> because like he kind of started the like hatred. You know, that yeah, was, yeah, revived like it at that least. new yep. wave of hatred. Ninety six, sure, yeah. sure. Um, I mean, I think you know the week started with the Astros press conference, and that was they should write a book on how to not handle a crisis. <laughs> Just do the opposite. Here's ninety seconds of like. The faces of our franchise. And Bregman, I don't know if he can't talk or he can't read. It was funny to see the speech blow away in the wind. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was great. And I was just like, where? what's he? I remember in lot like being like, where? what's he going to do? Because he doesn't give a <laughs> fuck about this. This isn't something from the heart. No. And he sure didn't have a problem talking the last three years after every playoff game, you know, with that, that stupid smirk on his face. Now, all of a sudden, the, the cat's got their tongue. It's, it's kind of funny. I think the combination of that, the comment like Jim Crane, who I tried, I get, I think, I guess at the beginning I gave Jim Crane benefit of the doubt. Yeah, like maybe he didn't notice the banging in the building he owns. <laughs> um, like when I say it, it sounds stupid, but like I kind of gave him that benefit. But being of detached, doubt. just being a detached yeah. old rich white guy, yeah. it's not paying. I attention. own the team. Yeah. They come to me if they need some money. I'm there entertaining people to like you know make them happy in my suite. That's it. And, you know, because he did and, you know, he made firings right away and he didn't try to defend it at all. But then to just be up there and say, I don't think it impacted the game. Hey, when you said it didn't impact the game, I never said that. Like, it's crazy to me that people who are rich, like you're billionaires. We're talking billionaires. You don't become a billionaire by being stupid. And now you're acting very stupid. And that's what Bauer said. That's exact, and that's exactly what Trevor Bauer said. Yeah. He's like, "You're lying, or you're either stupid." Yeah, and so you're he lying. Can't be stupid, right? Like, he's it's not. just impossible to be stupid. Um, so like you, you see that, and there's part of me that like, honestly, I don't feel bad for Dusty Baker at all because nah. like you took the job. Yeah, you, know? you knew what you were getting into. You took the job. You took the one year contract. You're taking the money. And he wants to win one ring and so he can get into the Hall of Fame because he's one of these – he's you know he's like almost the he's Andy Reid of baseball, yeah. right? He's been in the World Series. He's managed for 20, 30 years or whatever and he just yeah. wants to get his ring and then he'd immediately retire. And this is – and that's – it's not where you're going to get a ring because I think these guys are going to see some injuries from yeah. getting hit because now like – so here's the thing that I've learned. So the um, – I saw it on our sponsor for the show. Uh, betonline.ag that they have um, I think it's like 89 and a half. Yeah, I saw like yeah, 87 and a half, something like that. Yeah. Here's the thing I want. So people, these guys are going to get hit by pitches. Oh, yeah. Is there a shitty team? Like I don't want the Yankees to, to be the team because we have too much going on. That just goes, all right, we're playing the Astros. Maybe it's the last series when they play like Seattle. Yeah. All right. So it's like in their division. Division game, right. Who got fucked the most. Team that's not making the playoffs. That just goes, all right, first inning, no one head to the bullpen. Let them send their guys to the bullpen. 
We're going to fucking fight them. Let's just fight them and have more guys on our side right now. You could see the Mariners. You could also see the Athletics. The Athletics, they complained a bunch of times. No no fans go to their games. Billy Bean's kind of a weirdo. Yeah. They're kind of a wild But they might have, like, the playoffs. Like, I'm thinking teams that aren't going right, like, to right. have the playoffs at risk. But, like, someone might just beat these guys up, you know? And if and you got to think about, like, all right, so there's a brotherhood in a locker room. Mm-hmm. So if you just sign with the Astros as a free agent or, you know, you've gotten called up, are you going to go out? Like, if you've been a baseball fan your whole life, are you going to go out there and really, like, have these guys' backs? I think it's kind of tough to. Like, are you going to go out? If a brawl breaks out, a bench is clearing, are you going to eat a punch for fucking Jose Altuve? Zach Greinke's not going to. No. Do you see Zach Greinke? didn't even show up to spring training yeah, yet. Yeah, he's not there yet. He just let them know. Apparently, he just was like, oh, by the way, I'll be there the 22nd. And just, that's it. Bizarre. And they have... I mean, what are you going to say back to him? Right. He's got to do – I mean, Mo used to kind of just show up, if you remember. Mariano would kind of just show yeah. up whenever he wanted and, and nobody ever cared. The best was Mariano would go to his locker. He went to his locker one year. He had maybe like three years left. And um, they had like the, the gray pants. And uh, he just took them and went to the, the club and said, no, I'm not going to need them. I'm not traveling. Right, yeah, right. He'd only play in home games. Yeah. yeah, I mean, him, there there was a point, I mean, when they got there, him, A-Rod, Jeter, they never traveled. Yeah. And we'll get to a point with well, these guys where Judge isn't going to travel. Yeah, I mean, Judge hardly travels. Yeah, it's rare. There's, like, rules of how many people they have to right. have, so you got to, like, eat one. But um, I just don't – like, Granky essentially was just like, I'm, I just got traded here last year. I'm not going to go answer all these questions. Like, yeah. I don't blame him at all. Right. Not, like, he didn't, he wasn't involved at all. deal with this. Yeah. And the guy who was involved with it and always has something to say about everything, whether it's the baseball or steroids or signs, Justin Verlander hasn't said anything. I mean, yeah. where is this guy? This is the definition of irony, right? The joke just writes itself. I mean, he pretty much said, like, yeah, I got traded here that year. It was already in place. Like, kind of what was I going to do? Yeah, and it's like, right. you run your mouth about fucking everything. Everything, everything man. It's a disgrace. And and that's the problem. If he would just if he was just a quiet guy normally, like, like how Granky is. Granky never says anything. and He doesn't want to say anything. He wasn't involved. Fine. But Verlander is always on his high horse, man. Oh, He's yeah. always got something to say. And now he just whimpers away. And, and Bregman, and that's how all of them are. They they all had something to say before. And I think, you know, as you kind of look at, like, the timeline of the week, mm-hmm. you know, they do that press conference. And immediately, like, on, so I work from home. So I'm seeing it on TV. I'm seeing what they're saying on MLB Network. And they're just, you know, you've got Harold Reynolds, who's a former player. When you, it's former players, I kind of, I hold it a little, I feel like it means a little more because not like Harold Reynolds is some great baseball player, but... He's been in a clubhouse. They get the unwritten the rules yeah. and a, yeah. And he just goes, uh, and he was, he just like cut down all of them. Like everything you guys have done is terrible. Like those excuses are terrible. You're not answering questions. Then they're available in the locker room and everything was, well, the commissioner's findings were. And it's like I said last week, you just say no. If the answer is no, you just say no. Really weak. And no one really said no until Correa started saying no. And I was like, all right, a lot of people really respect him. We're like, all right, he's just saying no. Whether it's true or not, at least he's saying something. But then he started like, oh, the tattoo. And like, like, is this guy on acid? He is all over the place. Yeah. He, he talking about 2017, 2018, 2019. Ken Rosenthal had to actually correct him live and saying, you know, yeah, actually they did find stuff from 2018, Carlos. Yeah. You know, where he was saying it was just 17. He's on Twitter. He's all over the place. Well, like he that. also said that. Jose Altuve, like, wasn't a part of this. Everyone should know it. It's, there's evidence. Right. There's 24 bangs. And, like, 
If there was one, maybe it's an accident. Maybe, oh, we forgot who was up. You 24, you're looking for a hit at times. I also don't trust anything they say. Yeah. Anything they say. Well, this you, you don't have any benefit of the doubt. There's no benefit of the doubt at all. There's no trust that's been earned. Like, it's all been lost. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's nothing they say that we believe. And now I think then we get into the other person who's opened his mouth this week is Rob Manford. <laughs> and I think – I don't think there's a single person. Maybe there are crazy Astros fans that had said, like, this punishment is too much, you know? <laughs> and I said crazy Astros fans. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think there's anyone who's a fan of any team that just goes, oh, no, those were good. Like, those were fair. Everyone thought it was light. Everyone, you know, 100% agrees that it was light. And then I watched the 45-minute interview he did with um, ESPN. How did you make it through that? <laughs> For this show. Yeah, there it's you really go. like if I yeah. didn't have this podcast, I wouldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, fair enough. And he said – he lost me so early on where he said, I couldn't suspend the players because I knew it'd be hung up in like arbitration. I forget what he – you know, in like litigation and it wouldn't go anywhere and we'd probably lose a lot of – we probably lose them all. And at that point, I said, you cannot be the commissioner of baseball because it's a leadership position. And I don't want to get like political, but like to a certain extent, you like to think with uh, like a president, like there are rules that the president has to play in. But like in a wartime crisis, they have to just make decisions. We're not in a wartime crisis right now. Baseball is. It's a war against Oh, themselves. yeah. It's World War Three in baseball. If Rob Manford suspended these players and then they went and said, we're appealing, and it got hung up, and they ended up playing the whole season. This got dragged out like Tom Brady got dragged out for a year, you know, and he lost, I'd still respect it. I wouldn't respect the judges who made decisions. I wouldn't respect the players. I don't think the other players would respect But at least players. he would have been going for he it. He would have tried. He would have been trying to do what is best for baseball. And I think what he tried to do is what was best in his mind for baseball, but that was to sweep it under the rug so he doesn't have this black eye. Because as more and more has come out, we've it just seemed like he knew what was going on and he's covering it up. And if he would have just suspended, you know, the star guys, I don't know, 30, 40 games each or whatever, or, or done something or find the players or, or done anything, people probably would have accepted it and, and let it go. But ironically, him trying to sweep it under the rug and make it light has made it blown up. And now you got guys like LeBron tweeting about it. Like you can't just to say, like as the commissioner of the sport, I am powerless against the employees. Like, they have a union. I get that. Unions are important. But if you're, like, at a certain point, like, the union, the other players in the union would say, like, no, don't defend these guys. Like, they have that, like, internal fighting. And Manfred, it just, first he says that. Then he calls the, the commissioner's trophy a piece of metal. That was bad, man. That's, like... I, he lost me on the first thing. And I don't know if he lost other fans on it. And with it being 45 minutes, I just think a lot of people just don't watch it. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, I'm not even going to click on that. That's fucking too long. I don't care what he says. This in guy's the first a clown. Minute, let a, yeah. Right. But now you've lost the players. So the players are just like, they don't give a fuck about anything you say. No one respects him. What did Turner say? The only thing about the trophy is it shouldn't say commissioner on so, it anymore. I don't know if the commissioner has ever won anything in his life. 
Maybe he hasn't. But the reason every guy's in this room, the reason every guy is working out all offseason, showing up to camp early, putting in the time and effort is specifically for that trophy, which, by the way, is called the commissioner's trophy. So for him to devalue it the way he did yesterday just tells me how out of touch with the uh, out of touch he is with the players of this game. The, at this point, the only thing devaluing the trophy is that it says commissioner on it. That is a zinger, man. I love that. Quote. And it's like I watched the the forty five minute interview and was like, all right, I'm going to write a blog about like he shouldn't be commissioner. And then he gave his press conference. And it was like you just added more to it, and too many people beat me to it because I was like, I think I'm maybe the only person who like really you know has this angle. But and then he gave a press conference tonight. Another one in Arizona because he does he does two every Florida, year. He yeah. does we have one in Florida, one in Arizona. He did Florida goes to Arizona. He says he shouldn't have called it a piece of metal. Duh. Yeah. No shit. But he also admits that the Astros cheated into the postseason. That he knew about it. You're out. Like you're just you're gone. Yeah, he's got to be out. But you got to remember, he works for the owners. The only people that can get rid of him are the owners. I, I don't think they're going to. The players could do so, and I've seen some things spun around on Twitter. I don't know. I've heard things about a boycott, or maybe they they don't show up, or they do they do something like it. Probably won't happen, but they are pissed. Well, it'd be so. It's weird because it's not all the players. It's twenty nine teams of guys, and then like you even have you have guys who are all over the league now who were on that team. You know, Cameron Mabin's in Detroit. Derek Fisher's in Toronto. They've spread uh, out. Well, it's been three yeah, years. There yeah. are guys who are all over the place. So if let's say let's say all the players pick one day and go, hey, wh- whatever, next Thursday, we're not showing up. You fuck this up. We're not showing up. One day strike for all preseason In spring games. training yeah, or yeah. a spring training game. Yeah, yeah. Like spring training. That's game. a harmless way to make a statement. But does one team show up? Like, you can't sit at home if you're Bregman. You got to show up and eat that forfeit. Yeah, like, Astros would show up. Yeah, they'd be the only ones. Like, you can't show up. But, like, do the guys who weren't on that team show up? Do the guys who were on that team and are now other places show up? Now it gets dicey. Right. It's, it is it is hard to get all 750 or however many guys are in the in the show. But get them all in you get right? enough of them and you get the stars, you're going to have – like, you can make an impact. And, like, so the last thing I want is I would rather everything stay the same as it is than there be a work stop. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeding for the season like, to start. Yeah. We if can't they want to stay out a game or do something like that, like, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Don't go on strike. Don't don't ruin baseball for me. But these guys are taking control, and I don't see it stopping because Manfred also includes that there will be stricter – retaliation for guys, stricter penalties for guys who retaliate. Which is the most mind-numbing part of it. So the guys, even if a guy accidentally hits him, because how could you know? If a guy accidentally hits Jose Altuve, that pitcher is going to miss more games than Altuve had to miss for yeah. cheating in the first place. I mean, how fucked up is that? So what's going to happen is you're going to end up with, there are guys who are going to hit them on purpose. And we'll get away with it. Because you can't just like everyone. But... You're going to – even if a guy hits on purpose and he gets thrown out and he gets suspended, that guy is then going to say, I'm suspended longer than people who cheated. They're all going to say that. And the ball just got away from me. It slipped. It was – you know, it's humid out, whatever it is. Um, And that's like – this is going to be a nightmare for Manford all season long. 
it's not going to go away. And part of me today was like, you know, when the games start, maybe it'll go away, but it's not because every game that they play, the reporters are covering, they're still going to ask about it. Every time one of them gets hit, it's going to be, was it intentional or did, or did the ball just get away? That, that'll be an endless debate. They're going to debate the suspensions that guys get for hitting them. It's not going to go yeah. away at all. And it's like Joe Torre has to hand out the suspensions. So it's not even Manford. But, and like Joe Torre is pretty universally liked. And I'd read an article maybe like a week ago about how before game one, there's always a meeting with the umpires and the managers and the league. And it's just like normally they go over ground rules. Hey, just a reminder. Or like, you know, commercial breaks or a little extra. Like all the shit that they need to know. And this they skipped it this year for the most part. They skipped the ground rules. Joe Torre was like, you know the ground rules. No shenanigans. Or what he said something like Interesting. that. Interesting. Like something very old timey. Like none of that. And then the Nationals had what was it? Sip. I forget what his first name is, but he like he played the outfield a couple times for the Astros. He pitched. He was on the Astros for yeah, a long yeah. time. He was with the Nationals earlier in the year and they traded him. And Max Scherzer reached out to him and was like, do we have anything to worry about? And he was like, yes. So it was like, it's the worst kept secret in baseball. Everyone knew about it because then guys just start kind of like tipping each other off. Because now, I mean, I don't know what's real or what's fake with Cora and Beltron anymore. Because it feels like they're kind of being made the example. Well, they're the scapegoats. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure they were heavily involved, but it's very convenient for all the guys that are still there to say, yeah, it was all them and we cleaned it out and yeah. now we're clean. But nobody's buying that. Yeah, and because they're saying that Beltron even told um, low-level employees for the Yankees about it, like last year, which is like, I don't care if I'm a secretary or I'm parking players' cars. You tell me you cheated to beat the Yankees. I'm running right to like the Daily News. I'm furious, right? Yeah, I don't think he told Cashman or anybody of of importance, though. I, I really don't. I just it, it's going to be all season long. It's going to be when you've got like. And the, the thing is, when Crane was doing the press conference and they asked, you know, did you cheat? He, they stay away from cheating. We broke the rules. We went outside the rules. They don't use the C word. Right? But like Trout said, they cheated. I don't agree with the punishment. I lost respect for some of those guys. Going up to the plate knowing what's coming, that would be a lot of fun. Can you he imagine Mike Trout going up to the plate knowing what's coming? He hit 800. Yeah. Just curveball. Fuck. 450 you know? feet, right? Yeah. Judge used to cheat today. Like, players are just flat out, like, in this, like, cheat is the dirty word. It's as brutal a word as you can use in this situation. And guys are using it. And it's the big three of Bellinger, Trout, and Judge that have been the most vocal. And that's been so fun to see. Because, it, it, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was just Bauer and some lower-level guys. And now you're seeing, you know, three players definitely in the top 10 in the sport. Who the league needs. Yes. Yes. They're all in endorsements. And I mean, not Trout as much, but Bellinger and Judge are very out there. Bellinger just won the MVP, plays in LA. Judge should have won the MVP, as I just mentioned, plays in New York. I mean, they are right front and center of the Dodgers-Yankees World possible World Series that everybody's kind of rooting for. It's very meaningful when you see the stars being this vocal. Yeah. I like. I want them to do something. And because what's going to happen now is so you've already got this. If I'm the umpire union, it's like, yo, guy, we got to be on our best behavior because guys were pissed off last year. But now, like literally, if I'm a major league baseball player and I'm making a shit ton of money, if I'm making a half million dollars league minimum, probably not because I'm not someone who can like speak on it. But if I'm making like $10 million a year, 
or you've got, you know, your Trevor Bowers who makes seventeen and a half million dollars a year. I get a bad call from an umpire after the game. I'm saying something about it. The league finds me. Hey, Rob Manford also suck my dick. Here's another fine. Like, yeah. take the money. You take as much money as you want. It's because, gonna spiral. Yeah, it's. So I don't know that it's not like the umpire. It's not that like the owners need to get rid of him. I think Rob Manford, for the best of baseball, should step down, which is going to be ugly way for it to happen like midseason and all this stuff. But I don't know that this is a storm that he can weather. He's bo- he's botched it so bad, and I remember how people used to cl- complain about Sealeg and the steroids. This just blows that out of the water, doesn't it? Remember when the the steroids was supposed to be the big black cloud? This well, is because like- it was like steroids. Everyone knew. Like, you don't look at Mark McGuire and be like, that that's vegetables. And so many guys were doing it as opposed to just one team. Yeah, and for a big part of that, it was not illegal. It has always been illegal. To, and so, like, for the league, you know, to a certain extent, they tried to go with the idea that, like, Manford has before September, like, it's like September 17th uh, and after, you know, when they, the whole Apple Watch thing happened. But it is always said in the rule book that you cannot use electronic devices to do this. And it wasn't like, hey, we're getting a little bit of information, whatever. We're getting live. Here's what's coming. And they documented everything. That's the stupidest part. It's all in emails yeah. and, and conversations and everything. It's all out there for, for everybody to see. Um, yeah, it's, it's terrible. I, can you imagine how electric the series is going to be when we go to Minute Maid May 15th weekend? Or, I mean, that is going to be. So here's the thing. The Astros come – to New York in September. At the end. Yes. I'm be honest, I probably don't care that. We're going to have the division wrapped up. People are like, you know, we've gotten requests for events. You know, hey, do an event. That Monday. Because yeah. it's a Monday through Thursday. Yeah. It's a four-game series. I just don't. By the time we get September, like, I just don't think I care because. Division will be clinched. Yeah. We'll be resting up for the playoffs. Yeah. It's the last week of the season. Like, I don't really care what we do against the Astros in that. Unless we're going to fight them. But, like, I'd rather watch that at home so I could rip clips. And I wish it was the opposite where I wish that May 15th weekend series was in the Bronx and then we yeah. went there at the end. I mean, oh, that would be great. Be a fr- imagine that Friday night crowd. Oh, that it'd be amazing. Like, it, even if it was a September weekend series, but, like, for a Monday in September after we've gone through, like, who knows what we have coming this season. I thought I tweeted at him. He obviously hasn't answered, but uh, I think it would be great if CC rehabbed and then was like, whatever, the 27th man on the roster for one game. I feel like he'd be down. Come in, just ear hole a guy. What if they sign CC and they're just like, we're adding him for the playoffs, but he just goes out there, gasses one right at Altuve's head, gets thrown out, and just is, ah, all right. And that's such an easy sell. You know, we want a veteran presence. We want a lefty that can maybe come out of the bullpen and, and get somebody out throwing, in a big he's spot. He's really just throwing one pitch. Right. And then he's retiring again. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd love to see that. He seems like somebody that would be down. I mean, he, I mean, on R2C2, he was furious. He was yeah, really upset. I mean, these guys, like, you just, you, obviously, we haven't been there. We haven't played, you know, we're not professional baseball players. But, like, that's the thing you work for your entire life. And now when you're an Aaron Judge, like, it's very easy for us to say, like, we've got this huge window. We're going to win all the championships. Because we really do believe we are. But, like, they might not. Yeah, You know, exactly. like, to get to game seven of a league championship series and then to get to game six of a league championship series and possibly have some little rat fuck with a buzzer on. <sighs> like, it's great. And it, this whole tattoo thing. The tattoo, the idea – Oh, it's a tattoo and it looked bad, so he didn't want it ripped off. And he didn't have an undershirt on until the eighth inning, and then he did, and then it was off again. 
When there's smoke, there's fire. Like, like, the dude was wearing a buzzer. There's just too much shit. <laughs> I mean, come on. on. Like, there's just too much. He says he got the, ta- the tattoo in San Francisco last season. The Astros did not go to San Francisco to play the Giants. The whole thing just doesn't yeah. add up. And now he's, like, parading around this tattoo in the clubhouse in front of reporters. As if that somehow means something. Yeah, like, everyone thinks you're a little piece of shit. Look, it's just... And Altuve was, like, this great baseball story, too, of, like, ah, oh, he got cut, then he just showed back up. And, you know, and he made his way to the big leagues. And not to keep ranting on, on that MVP, but I think that was a big reason why, why writers voted for him. The underdog story. Oh, they yeah. Thought, they thought he was adorable. They thought the Astros were this wholesome team. He wasn't a Yankee. Right. Totally the opposite. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I put it in my blog that, you know, I'm just used to seeing guys get hosed. I mean, go back to 2003, Matt Suey, Rookie of the Year. 06, Jeter should have won the MVP. Sanchez should have won the Rookie of the Year in 16. And Duhar recently in 2018. I mean, how many guys have we seen just get hosed? It is... Honestly, reading your blog, I thought Jeter was closer in 12th than he was. He came in 7th then. I always remember 12. And I think it was in, in 2012... You just knew it was clo- we were close to the end. Yeah. So it was like this is his last chance to get it because he had a good. He led the league in hits that year. In yeah. 2012. He like came back out of nowhere. Yeah. I, I for some reason I always thought he was in like second or third place. There. The other thing that irks me is it's it's always the opposite. Like for instance, in '99, Jeter essentially had the same year that Altuve had in '17. He hit 350 with 25 homers and 30 steals or whatever, and then they gave it to Pudge, who you know had had 50 homers or whatever. Then when Judge hits 50 homers and Altuve has that kind of year, you know what I mean? It just always swings in the opposite direction and that's what drives me nuts. I wonder how, because to a certain extent, I don't, it's East Coast bias and it's obviously because my feed is full of Yankees stuff that I see, you know, I feel like more people feel bad for the Yankees than the Dodgers because the Yankees, you know, Probably, you know, maybe would have beat the Dodgers. That's what I think. I mean, that that's another thing that kills me is I really think we would have we would have beat them. I had tickets to what would have been Game Five at Yankee Stadium that I got on StubHub. I really thought we were going to beat them. All the home games. all three all all three of them. Yeah. I had when we went up three two. I I had my hotel and uh and I had tickets. To it all really the felt like they it really felt like they were going to do it. And the, and you know the Dodgers do always choke. Kershaw always chokes. It just felt like and I mean just, they went seven games against a team that was cheating. You know, like, if it, if you're going to lose in seven games to a team that's cheating, like, I think we, I think we could have, I think we could have beat them. And going back it's to tough. the window, you don't, we don't know when we're going to be back. I mean, that was a chance. And, and, and a lot of people that year were like, oh, you know, we'll have a million more chances. Like, I don't really believe in that. The, the best chance for us to win the World Series is this year. Yeah. I'm not thinking about 2023, 2024. And the, the thing is, the guys, we have a young team. You know, Judge is 28, Sanchez is 27, but like, Stanton's 30. LeMahieu's going to be 32. It's not like it's a bunch of 24-year-olds. contracts. Yeah, too. and it's they not like it's a bunch of 23-year-olds like Glaber is. But most of them are, are getting up towards 30 or above. And, like, keeping Judge and Sanchez is going to be difficult. Very expensive, you know? yeah. And at a certain point, is it worth it? And, you know, the answer is probably no for one of them. Like, I don't even know which way it'll be because you don't know what Judge's injuries. Like, Judge, yeah. Judge's career could end any day. You know, he's just so big. Like, you never know. It's a knee, and it's like it's so tough, you know, to build that body back up on that. You, you just don't know with those guys. Gary Sanchez can fall into a black hole. And he's a catcher. That's the other thing. Those guys yeah. don't stay productive until they're 37 no. catchers. I mean, the window is is not as long as people think. Obviously, they have young kids like Dominguez in the system that, that'll probably be great. But, yeah, the window is not not as long as people think. Like I said, LeMahieu's going to be 32 this season. I think Gio and Void are around 29. I mean, it's not like we're an old team, but 
It's time to win. Yeah. Uh, no day like today, no time like the present. Like, the only time I think of 2023, 2024 is like, oh, with our fourth and fifth in a row because we always have to win this year. It's the only way to approach it. I just – I don't know where this whole thing is going to go. I mean, I think when games start, you know, I think we're going to see – I think we're going to see some pitches thrown at guys in spring training because it's like I'll eat a spring training. Suspension. Yeah, spring training. And, but are they – I'm trying to think. They're in Arizona, the Astros? I don't even yeah. know. No, they're in like, are they Orlando. In, oh, they're in Florida? Oh, yeah. Okay. See, I know they're in Texas, so I wasn't sure. I, I don't know if we play them, but I don't see things going down in spring training. You got to remember it's a lot of those – double-A guys or triple-A guys that are just trying to make a team or hang around. or And they're more worried about themselves probably than getting some retaliation, wouldn't you think? So I don't think – I think the thing that plays into the Astros' favor when it comes to that is you're not going to see Bregman, Altuve, Correa. They're just not going to play them. They're not going to go on the road anywhere. And you rarely see a major league starter or someone where it would be impactful – make a road start in the playoffs. You get the occasional, like, you know, hey, we send, you know, someone down to Fort Myers to play the Yankees. But where do we not – I we just don't play Houston. I don't think we – they're not in our little grapefruit division. I mean, we play the, the Phillies all the time, the Blue Jays all the time. It's like we only play, like, four teams, the Tigers. Did they, like, change spring training to make it more like divisions? I think it's league? always been that. Like, every time we I look at the Mets – Normally we play the Mets in spring. Training. We do, we do. But usually I know it's Blue Jays, Blue Jays and Tigers. I feel Blue like Blue Jays, and Phillies. Tigers, Braves. But like the Braves share a complex with the Ash in Kissimmee, right? And the Phillies are like right across the street, yeah. in Clearwater. So we play them a ton. It's and, weird. And the Tigers are in Lakeland. That's really close. So I, you know, it's all it's all kind of geography. But yeah, I didn't. Do they play the Red Sox because they're yeah. West Palm Beach, right? Yeah. No, they're uh, they're Fort Myers. Fort Myers, okay. Yeah, we play the Red Sox because, like, you need that. But, like, normally, I always remember, like, as a kid, like, we play the Mets. Um, I went two years ago and Araldus Chapman faced Tim Tebow, and I think it was the biggest mismatch I've ever seen in sports on any level. I mean, he was, like, feet behind him. The ball. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. I hate that the Mets are trying to be, like, serious and Tebow's not going to make it. Yeah, yeah, stop. Like, how do you have you not called him up yet? Like last year, like just sell some tickets. Take the jersey sales, right? Especially exactly. when they're out in mid September. Yeah. That's well, mid May. Yeah. But yeah. Um yeah, I don't know where this is uh gonna go. I, I think the players continue to push back. I think it gets ugly. Um hopefully like I hope it doesn't get ugly for Joe Torrey, but like it might. Like, cause, you know, these guys are seeing like there's really no penalty. I mean, Trevor Bauer made a YouTube video. Calling out Rob Manford and hasn't gotten a phone call. And what Manford is saying back is, I'll talk to any players who are concerned, like they can reach out to me. You're the boss. You're the guy in charge. He just doesn't get what the power dynamic is supposed to be. And I'm not saying like he's got to stomp on the players, but like he should have stomped on the players that cheated. And like now he can't now. It's too late. I don't know. 
Nobody wants to talk to Rob Manfred, but we're going to take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all things sports. March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day in Baltimore are right around the corner. Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. The best part when you sign up, you receive a 50% welcome bonus. The Wilder Fury rematch goes down this Saturday night, and we can't think of a better way to wager on the fight than doing it with actual free money. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We signed up. It's super easy. And if you're already into betting like we are, it's a fantastic way to support our podcast. Again, that's promo code, promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I'm going to go put my life savings on Garrett Cole, Camden Yards opening day, because that's free money, baby. I'm trying to get into to sports betting more. Um, and I just, I don't know the best way to do it, but I just feel like if I put a hundred dollars on the Yankees every day, I got to win. We come out ahead, right? It's a commitment though. Yeah. You got to really be on it. Yeah. Yeah. We we probably come out ahead every day. And, but like, you know, I'll pay some juice here and there, but I'm going to win money. I think, I don't know. It's going to be. I'm excited for the season. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, we're going to be heavy favorites and pretty much, you know, every time they That's play at great. home, at least. I mean, you know, like playing the Orioles, it's going to be, you know, bet 500 to win 100. But, I mean, I'm in. They're going to win. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? So, right. starting off with Garrett Cole, and we'll be at uh, opening day in Baltimore. We have tickets. We got tickets, yep. We Terrace got- box, third base side. I feel like I'm I'm going on a uh, like I'm going on like a Kirby family trip. A little bit, like you I'm are part of the family. Yeah, yeah. Because it started off, I was just like, "Oh, you want to go? Like, cool. We'll drive down there." And then your dad, and then it's like you've got like who's um, going? With so us? yeah, so it's me, um, me and my dad, you, and then my aunt, and uncle. So it's my dad's oldest brother, who's also a huge Yankee fan. So I assume your dad by now knows. Like, do your aunt and uncle know you're a psychopath? Yeah, everybody, everybody oh, in my okay. family knows. Yeah, I mean, everybody in my family is your are, dad a psycho too about the Yankees? Yeah, yeah I mean, we like all he's are. gonna be like yelling. Like that, because I'm just. Here's what I'm trying to decide: yeah. what my angle is for the day. Okay, because I'm gonna, I gotta make like videos the whole time, and it's just like I'm tagging along on this like field trip, and I'm just, I think I'm just gonna be like, holy shit, look at these two psychos. They're just too young, probably with no shirts on at some point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Or, uh, I wouldn't say as, as as vocal as me, and my my uncle's pretty quiet, but everybody in my family just kind of has that, just kind of has that Yankees itch. Yeah, I hope I don't insult anyone with any jokes because I'm just going to be like, wow, you guys are a lot. But it's going to be fun. If you're going down there, let us know. Um, other housekeeping stuff. May 9th, May shop.bronxpinstripes.com. I'm getting – like we're still – we're going to Tampa. Let's talk about Tampa for a second. What is the name of the bar? Um, so, Tampa. We have an event on March 14th. If you are in Tampa on March 14th, you maybe you're coming to that game. If you're not coming to that game, that's totally fine. You can still come and hang out with us after the game. Uh, and we are going to be at Yard of Ale Soho. I know exactly where that is. <laughs> Do you really? No. Oh. <laughs> Just write this down. Yard of Ale Soho, 406 South Howard Avenue, Tampa, Florida. Yankees play a one o'clock game. From four to seven, Yard of Ale Soho. You come over. You come to that bar. What are we doing? 
we're doing drink specials. How special are the drink specials? We're opening up a tab. There's going to be some free drinks. There's going to be some drink specials after that. Rumor is batting cage in the parking lot. Sailor Jerry, Savage Apple, batting cage, hitting apples with bats, doing shots, having a great time. Is there anything better in life than getting drunk and taking some swings in a parking lot? Drunk all day at this game and then at this bar. And it's just going to be a wonderful time. So if you're going to be in Tampa, March 14th, come on out. May 9th, Yankee Stadium, shop.bronxpinstripes.com. Four o'clock game. It's $96. You get a t-shirt. You get a beer. You get a hot dog. You get a ticket in section 205. Yankees, Red Sox, big news. I got a babysitter. (laughs) I got a babysitter. Because here's the thing. As a father, which is my favorite saying now, as a father, I booked a hotel and I told my wife, hey, we got this game. I got to go. Do you want to come? She was like, yep, maybe bring the baby. I'm like, how's that going to work? Because I got to go to Billy's. She goes, well, I'll hang out at the hotel, whatever. I'll meet you at the game. We'll bring the baby. Like That's a possibility. So I just went around her back and got a babysitter. So that she can get tuned up as well. Yankees, Red Sox, four o'clock game, probably at Billy's at like one o'clock. Probably go to Rathbones after. Just have a great time. And studies show that four o'clock is the perfect time to start a baseball game. I mean, that's backed by science right there. Yeah. 90% of the Yankees Saturday games start at one o'clock. You kind of got to hustle up in the morning and get down there. You got to rush to Billy's. Four o'clock is perfect, man. I'm going to wake up at home here in Philly. I'm going to have breakfast. I'm going to sleep in, have some eggs. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a shower. Nice Not like coffee. a quick shower, like a relaxing shower. I might get high before I get in the shower. Just hang out in there. For got all minute. day. I got forever. So go to shop.bronxpinstripes.com. Come hang out. I'll be there. Nick will be there. Other Bronx Pinstripes will be there. Hopefully Karen Veenstra will be there from a couple episodes ago. If she stops thinking she's better than everyone and just gets a babysitter. Have Jesus watch your baby. Um, so what else is going on? In- oh, we need, uh, we need a new intern. Yeah. Submit a resume. We talked about, and by resume, I don't want to <laughs> read a resume. Um, we talked about how great Sean was last week, and then he quit. No, Sean has a lot going on. He's in his senior year. He's very busy, um, and he just you know he didn't have time to do what we what we're looking for. So here's what we're looking for: Do you want to join the Bronx Pinstripes family? There are perks and benefits and all sorts of fun stuff. It's a silly goose time. We need someone who knows the Adobe Suite, whatever the shit that <laughs> means, um, to make social clips for us. Uh, to run some of the social with us, to pitch ideas for the show. Like, it's kind of whatever. It's as much as you want to make of it. Uh, if you are interested in becoming a part of the show, and really, we record on Wednesdays. A lot of work's done on on, on Tuesday nights. It's done on, you know, Wednesdays during the day. College kids, people still looking for jobs are kind of the best um, for this. Or if you have the time, whatever it is, there's no age discrimination. Uh, you can slide into my DMs on Twitter or Instagram at JJ from the Bronx at George's Box Pod, Twitter, Instagram, slide in our DMs, uh, and just shoot me over like, Hey, like just kind of make your pitch. Like, why should it be you? What have you done? How can you help us? Uh, and if you have some examples of you actually like doing some work, couple sentences. Yeah. That'd be cool. 
make well, it look that'd nice. That'd be nice. Podcasts weren't a thing when I was in college, but I definitely would have loved it. Like, if I was in college now, I would definitely be trying to jump on something like this. I think if I was in co- – if podcasts were a thing when I was in college, I think I would have had one. I think I would have got kicked out of my frat. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would have said some shit that you're not supposed right, to say. Right, confidential stuff, campus. yeah. I, for comments on my podcast, Yuppie Junk, that I had a couple years ago, I actually at – I believe I was – 31 years old was kicked out of my frat. I'm dead serious. So you're still kicked out now? No, no, no. I got back in okay, in like okay. two hours. Okay, I got, got like, I got an email that said like, uh, topics for yuppie junk or something from a dude. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, oh, look at this dude I went to college with who's like head of the alumni association, like sending me a, <laughs> like some thing, like a funny story. And he was like, you could talk about how you said this about this frat brother, this about another one of your brothers. Cause I had like told some story. And now you're out. And like two hours later, someone called me and was like, yeah, he can't just like kick you out. Like, that's insane. Like, you're still in. You have the most Twitter followers of our alumni. So, yeah, you got to be careful. I I probably would have gotten kicked out. If they had all this shit, like Twitter, like Facebook, just like Facebook parties were a thing that we were like worried about. Ah, I remember that. It was that. Yeah, because we would make Facebook events for parties. And then it was just like, you just put on the internet, here's where all the underagers will be. Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. So stupid. And then the other thing was, oh, I forget what it is. It was like Photo Bucket. And there was another website where like girls just dumped all their pictures. It was like just like where they kept all their pictures, where they stored it. And it was just always girls being shit-faced and underage like in our frats. Like it wasn't – because they tagged them too. Like they labeled them like Teak Party 1. And it was like, you just go teak Drexel. And it's like, I remember getting an email from our alumni when I was president. They go, why are all these pictures on the internet of girls peeing in in the house? And I was like, why? He's like, there's all these pictures of girls with like their pants around their knees. Like you could see their thongs and they're just like going to the bathroom. so rampant. And I'm just like, I don't know, because they go in the bathroom. They lock the door. I don't know what's going on. They take pictures. They post them. I don't know why they're taking pictures of each other. I'd be, I'd be dead. I would have been kicked out of school. It's got to be way harder to be. To be in college now. I mean, I graduated in 2015. You can't do anything. Yeah. When did you graduate? 2015 college, which is only five years ago, but I feel like shit's changed so much even just since then. I forgot that that was five years ago. I thought it was like 2017. Yeah, I know. 2017 so much. I'm like, you're only two years out of school. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Astros are fucking with my shit. Let's talk some Yankee stuff. Yeah. Garrett Cole's a genius. Uh, yeah. Lindsay Adler wrote a nice article in The Athletic here where, uh, you know, she basically talks about how he attacks the game from a mental standpoint. I mean, we know how good Garrett Cole is physically, how dominant he is, the 100-mile-an-hour fastball and all that. But people forget, you know, his parents both have their doctorates, I believe. He went to UCLA. Like, the guy is smart. He was up on the podium talking about the different quadrants of the strike zone and if he's going to miss, where does he want to guide his miss, and how he throws a changeup versus a lefty against a righty. I mean, complex stuff. Like, the guy clearly understands pitching. And it just is so awesome how much he loves talking to the media, too. Because a lot of times you'll get a superstar maybe that comes to New York that's not as comfortable. They just want to play. But, like, this guy will sit up there and hold court and talk about pitching with anybody. And I think he's going to be a great resource for the rest of the guys. Well, I think we talked about it last week of, like, you know, whether he picked something up in Houston. But, like, he was all, he's always been good. You know, he's always been a first-round pick, always been a number one guy. Um, and you hope that that's going to rub off on some of these guys. And it's good to see because – it's kind of, when it's pitchers and catchers and everyone's talking about the Astros and you just came from the Astros to do anything other than sit there and talk is like 
if people are like, he's chicken shit for not talking, I'd be like, I got to agree. You know, as much as you want to defend him, I got to agree. But then to have so much more to talk about than just that. And I think if he was a hitter, it would be a completely different story. Because you got to remember, I mean, yeah, the pitchers have increased their spin rate over there. But this main investigation and this whole story is about their hitters. It's not about and their pitchers. there. Yeah. And I yeah. think he – and I think, you know, part of him getting a pass, A, he wasn't on the 2017 team. But B, he's also a pitcher. So I think it kind of helps him. And, you know, we talked about last week how Charlie Morton travels and different yeah. guys that, that were, you know, got better at pitching there but left and kind of kept it going. I think he'll be exactly like that. Yeah. I just think having that extra layer of – of the like just the intelligence about the game or about the science of what he's doing. What about their lineup? He knows everything. He watched those guys hit every yeah. day for two years. They're our biggest yeah. competition. I mean, he definitely knows where Altuve's weak spots are, what pitch Bregman doesn't like in certain counts, and all that stuff that he's constantly talking about. So I think that'll help as well. And I think like from a distance, when you see these guys who are really good, they're just really good. Like that's all it is. Like, you know, Garrett Cole's always been really good. Justin Verlander's always really good. But now that you're hearing the way he thinks about it. You're just like, well, obviously it makes sense that this guy would put in all of this work, you know, to get to being the highest paid player in baseball. But he, um, it's just nice to see that there's more like behind it. And it's, it's sometimes it's rare to see the guy who has the personality, the talent and the brains and the, and the drive. Like he has, he is the definition of the complete package. I mean, look, Verlander's like that too, to an extent. And other guys are like that, but I didn't realize you know, before we signed him, before I started looking into him as much as I'm doing now, how smart this guy was and, and how involved he is with the mental side of pitching. Yeah, it, it's great. To see. It makes the investment feel like so much better, you know, than just like, yeah. And part of it, if we're being totally honest, is uh, that he like fully speaks English. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm sure like Tanaka has a, a great system um, and I'm sure that, you know, Sevi probably has a great system. Uh, Seve's younger, so it's probably not at the level of those guys yet, just from like years and years of experience. Mm -hmm. But like through a translator or, or through like broken English, it's tough to do, you know, to, to just get that point across. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited about it. And they actually asked him, you know, which of the Yankees' current pitchers are you excited to learn from or, or you know, who kind of sticks out? And he was basically like, you know, Paxton, me, and, and Happ and Seve were all fastball first pitchers. But Moss is a completely different animal. You know, he's a splitter, slider yeah. guy, sinker guy, and just kind of he talked about how he's dominated the postseason, and he's excited that's to learn from Tanaka. Me so much is his Tanaka knowledge because it's like that's not if you're a starting pitcher because we always kind of put you know it's uh you know the two starters again you know we Tanaka versus Cole they're not facing each other they don't do anything against each other so to see like. That just shows how, how much he studies, not just like the task at hand, but like how do I get better across the league, which is for a team that like we still have a lot of young guys. I mean, yeah, judges, you know, what do you say is 28? Um, you know, that's still kind of young to like, you know, and you've got Glaber and so like just to build these habits of how do you study? You learn how to be the best by studying the best. And two of the biggest leadership guys, obviously, were Sabathia and Gregorius, who are gone. And I really think Cole is going to step up being leader of the staff very quickly. Like, I think he's, he is going to have a, you know, whatever the corner locker or whatever they say. Yeah. Like, I think he's going to be that guy very quickly. And he's going to be here for nine years. Yeah. I mean, it's – and I think that's part of the reason why he's approaching it the way he is. He didn't just get traded here. Like, he's here essentially for the rest of his career. Because at the end of that, like, who knows if he'll want to play anymore. You know, you've been doing it for so long. Yeah, you just 
you go and you take the reins. Like that that role is not handed to you. You have to go take it. And I think he's going and taking it. Which and, when, is awesome. and when you think about the way the Yankees kind of give out money for the free agents, I mean, I was the guy who was banging the drum for Machado as loud as anybody, um, you know, going into going into 2019. And, and you kind of see why they were comfortable giving all that money to a guy like Garrett Cole, who's obsessed with baseball, who wants to get better, who wants to teach other guys, as opposed to a guy like Manny Machado, who's more like a Robinson Cano. You know, he's great at baseball. He's a great player, but he kind of wants to show up, play and, and go home, whereas Garrett Cole kind of lives it. And I think when now – that's actually a great point because when I think back to the free agency and like how it started, you know, Cashman had said like, I don't really have much Cole experience. Like I wasn't involved in like, you know, scouting him in high school and, and talking to him all these other times. Like, yeah, we obviously, we scouted him. We tried to trade for him, but there were still guys in the organization who, you know, at a early age saw something in him, which is probably, you know, what we're seeing now or, you know, guys have just been around the league and maybe have had time to interface with him. And you don't think about – I think the common fan doesn't think that much about the other side. We just want the big name, like you said, Machado. Let him show up in his SUV, walk in, and then we're just trying to sell him. But they have – and they have an agent who's trying to explain to you why they're worth this much money. And I think the difference is – and it's weird because now we're talking Boris guys. We're talking – Manny Machado, we're talking Bryce Harper, we're talking Garrett Cole. Three Boris guys over the last two years. And Machado, we all kind of like know who he is as a person. He he wants to show up, like you said, he's a Cano. Bryce Harper wants to be the face of baseball, you know, wants flip to be his hair. And yes. Yeah, yeah. Wants to be on the video game cover. And, you know, the Yankees obviously didn't, you know, they didn't meet with him. But like that's probably what you get in those meetings. I, mean, I, I always thought there was wasn't crazy. a spot. For yeah, him. yeah. And yeah, it's like why go through it? Why deal with the fans talking? Once about they it? got Stan, you knew yeah. that they weren't going to spend another three hundred on another corner outfielder. And it's kind of funny, like for Bryce Harper, like the guy did pretty much everything right his entire life. He just wants to play outfield for the Yankees, and he just missed it by a year. He really like, did. And he, he openly talked about it. Yeah. Like 2014, 2015, 2016. He Instagramming in Monument Park next yeah. to the, the, you know, Mickey's plaque. Yeah. No, absolutely. Did everything you do. Has never had a drink. Like, has never had a drink. Never threw anything away by being an idiot. He's a good guy for all intents and purposes. Just missed it by a year. Yeah. Just the timing didn't work out for him. If he was a free agent a year earlier, we'd probably sign him and don't have Stan. Absolutely. And the Stan, the Stan stuff, it just came out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. that all happened in, in two days. But so, whatever. like, what we're saying is you go and we always think of these guys going, how we have to sell them on New York and we have got to give them money. We're not in those conversations where, like, one of these guys could say something that Cashman or someone else just goes, we shouldn't be giving this guy money, like, at all. And, and we don't know that. Whereas... When they talked about going and meeting with Cole and like there were meetings, the winter meetings and, you know, it was kind of like the old school free agency. He he sold them. Uh, and now like that we hear him, we're getting more exposure to him talking because I, I also think at the end of the World Series when he showed up in his Boris Corp hat and was kind of a dickhead and was like, I'm not a member of this team. You knew anymore. he was out. I mean, that was we so knew, obvious. Well, we knew he was out. But yeah. like, I'll be honest, part of me was like, I don't know if I want that guy. Like, that's a terrible attitude. But now as we learn more, like maybe he didn't like these guys. Yeah. He knew what was going on. Absolutely. And the other telling thing is like I remember – I mean I wanted Patrick Corbin. I'm, I wanted Machado. I'm generally a guy that just 
I want all the toys. Yeah. Um, and, but when you think <laughs> I've about, learned that about you. Yeah, when you think about it, though, you know, Corbin came to Yankee Stadium to meet with them. Machado came to Yankee Stadium to meet with them. The Yankees flew out to the West Coast to meet with Cole. Like, now we know that for the future, for whoever's a free agent next year, the year after, whatever. If a guy comes to Yankee Stadium, eh, they're doing their due diligence. If Cashman gets on a plane, they're fucking serious. Yeah. No, I, and hopefully, like, we continue to see it. I think we'll hear stories about how he's mentored, you know, some of these young guys. And it's crazy to think, like, you know, when you see a guy in, like, AAA who's throwing, like, in the 90s and just, like, doesn't quite – it doesn't quite click in the show. Like, you wonder as, like, as an outsider who – and we can study baseball all we want. Like, as an outsider, it's like, what – like, what's just not happening? Yeah. Derek Cole knows what's happening. Like, what's not happening? I mean, that's what pitching coaches are there for, too. But, like, there's a guy who's out there who's got his fingers on the seams. He's feeling the ball. I think it's going to be huge for us. It's, it's going to be awesome. And I remember we were doing our predictions when it was me and Scott. And we were like, you know, I, we thought the Yankees were going to sign Wheeler because he has similar stuff. And he's one of those guys that, you know, has good stuff and has had some success but just hasn't put it all together. I don't know if it's the mental side or it just because he was with the Mets. But Cole is a guy that has the talent and can put it all together. And that's why he's so special. I'm excited for him. It's going to be awesome. I mean, we haven't had a guy like this in prime CC in 09, 10, yeah. 11. And before that, I Clemens. Mean, yeah, that's I'm thinking of like a Clemens. Yeah, like even CC. I love CC. Why he was? I don't remember him being this dumb. There was just something about CC that was always like kind of fun. Yeah, that like I think Cole goes out there and he breathes fire. I'm excited for it. Um, that whole first weekend is going to be. I mean, I'm going all three games. Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah. I gotta go to this wedding at the Bronx Zoo. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise I'd be there. Looking I've at the pandas, it. refreshing your phone, checking the score. Yeah, I've seen other people talking about like how they're going all weekend, and I'm like, that that stinks. Yeah, and the reason it's so nice is because it's you know think about it, Cole for Thursday, day off, Sevy on Saturday, and probably Tanaka on Sunday. You get to see our three best pitchers against the worst lineup ever created. That's a weekend. <laughs> it's pretty looks pretty good. That's a weekend. I gotta get tickets for opening day at home. If anyone's selling sweet tickets, let me know. I got money. Um, Brett Gardner's got a girlfriend. Yeah. I, something. He's got something. So. This is nuts, man. Brett Gardner, I guess last year, someone, a woman's been stalking him. And like, we didn't hear about this for a while. She uh, got into the visiting clubhouse in Baltimore. Um, that's crazy that she got that close. Yeah. Like through security. I'm just like, how do you even, like, what door? Yeah, do you like, go? that is commitment, man. She must have studied the architecture if of the stadium. If you gave me a regular ticket, like, if you let me into the stadium where fans normally go and no one else was in the stadium and you said, get to the visiting clubhouse, but you can't go on the field and through the dugout. It may take me hours. It would take, yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. No I'm t- idea. I got no sense of direction. It would like, take me yeah. forever. How would I even get into like that lower layer of wherever it is? I have no idea. So she did that. And then a couple other things happened. She's been like stalking him and went to a game in the playoffs last year and was turned away. And because, you know, she's on the list stalker. now. Yeah. yeah, she's on the list. And, now and then filed a lawsuit against the Yankees and Major League Baseball <laughs> that they need to let her back into the stadium as part of the like MLB fan code or whatever. Um, also, because oh no, I request the court grant me access to to the stadium 
in accordance to MLB fan policy and also in accordance with significant other of MLB player Brett Gardner. I am a Yankees fan and also the future wife of Brett Gardner. Crazy. It's scary. And he also, and they were, you know, like he has a wife and she was like, no, that, that doesn't, that's not involved. That's irrelevant or something. <laughs> he like. says, oh my God. <laughs> no. Oh, wait, wait, I know the quote, um, that it is. Oh, that is not of importance. Right. Weird. Weird. Like this isn't even just like, oh, here's the thing that happened in court. Like this woman is giving interviews and she actually believes it. She, like, this believe- isn't a stunt. You could tell she believes in her heart that she is the future wife of, of Brett Gardner. So this is the, the best part. So now Gardner and like the Yankees have filed a restraining order against her. She believes that the same way players are giving each other signals, bunt, steal, whatever, Brett is giving her signals. Namely, when he stands on the steps. Because, I mean, we've seen it a billion times. He stands by the steps in the dugout a lot. Mm-hmm. And he'll put his leg on the steps and, like, just be stretching. So, I mean, he's just stretching, like, his hamstrings and his legs. But she takes that as he is thrusting in a sexual manner for her. For her, not for the other 49,999 people in the stadium. No, just her. it's for her. Just her. And, and she said she said he sent signals from the field, too. Yes. Like, what, what could that be? He's giving all sorts of signals, <laughs> and he's leading her on. Um... <laughs> She also claims that he makes a sad face during home games when she's not there. Um, and that they've been romancing online for three years. He's never heard of her. And she uh, started actually going to games recently. She didn't used to go to games uh, because I see that Brett desires this. It's, it's scary stuff. And, and now you know why guys are so private and so guarded. I mean, it, it's, it's really weird. She also <laughs> tweets – at him a lot or about him because he doesn't have a, a Twitter. Yeah, I'm sure he has no social which is, media. Which is crazy. In October, she said, I've never seen you angry at me, Guardy. I will claim you I will claim you play the role of my husband and that is my first right. My second right is to allow me inside the stadium. I love it. She's into it, man. She is dedicated. Yeah, like... Right. <laughs> you gotta give her credit to an extent. If you're... Brett Gardner. You got a wife. He's got got three kids, yeah. Aaron Judge used to crash at your place and he ate your kid's Easter candy. Maybe because he's from California and was high. Um, (laughs) Maybe. Uh, You got to be curious. Like, she's got to be a good lay. Imagine the crazy. Someone goes through this, you're like, I'll take one. She's probably willing to do, I mean, anything. legitimately anything he asks. She it, or she just stabs him, or it's like, uh, like the end of the last Batman when she just fucking stabs him, and he's like, well, we, "It's sex." Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, this is she is spit in my mouth crazy. And the other, well, the weird thing is, like, of all the guys you'd expect this with, like, it would not be Gardner. Like, I would think Judge Stanton, you know, somebody like Glaber, and one of the younger, kind of better looking guys. She picks. She well, picks Guardy. Nick, I wasn't going to go there, but you led me into it. We're talking hot guys again. Again, two weeks in a row. Brett Gardner, not a hot guy. <laughs> no. Good enough looking guy, probably better looking guy than me. Muscular guy, not a hot guy. If I was a 46-year-old, I don't know her, her nationality. She's 46? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know her nationality because it's Gina... It seems something Middle Eastern. Um, 
I, I don't, I'm not going Gardner. I'm maybe going Talkman. Like he's young. Uh, for, yeah, he, he's gotta be up there. I think, I think girls. You gotta are, think outfielder. I think she's in the outfield trying to pick up on these things. Yeah. Talkman for like the classic, kind of classic American white guy look, but I think a lot of girls probably think Glaber's adorable. He's yeah. 23. He's got a nice smile. Plus, like, I think if you're like 46, <laughs> if you're 46, I think you want to climb Stanton like a tree. Yeah. A lot of them. And ju- maybe similar with Judge, but Judge kind of has a little gap tooth. Judge is a gentle lover. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Judge is a gentle lover. I feel like Stanton's Stanton, nuts, yeah. Yeah, Stanton throws you around. <laughs> Stanton does, yeah, like he stands up during doggy style, well, like on the bed, like it, Craig Biggio. It's almost like, and you look at those two, you look at the way they dress, like in the locker room, like Stanton dresses like he's going to the nightclub and Aaron Judge dresses like he's going across the street. To get a slice of pizza. Like, they're just so different, even though they kind of look the same. I wish I saw a judge showing up to camp, and I just, I felt like his hair was bad. Like, I thought he, he just rolls out of bed and throws up. a hoodie yeah. on, you know, and jeans, where, where Stanton always wears, like, the tight shirts. Stanton looks like he's wearing one of those shirts that, like, when they show a guy, they show, like, a before and after, and it's a guy in just a plain white t-shirt, and then there's, like, here's one that sucks in your fat. Like he's he's the after. wearing one of those. <laughs> he's the after. Like, he's not, it's not sucking anything in, but it's just like, it's like he gets his shirts painted on the same place Ed Hockley did. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's missing rosary beads. I think he needs to add rosaries to, like, these tight club He loves it. Thermals. He, he, lo- he loves the attention. And I think, ju- you know, like, ju- Judge just seems, like, obviously I don't know either of them, but it seems like Judge lives a little bit more of a laid back lifestyle um, compared to Stan, who I think is out and about a lot, if you will. Do you think I can get this lady to have dinner with me? Yes. Yeah. Do you think my wife would let me? I, I think Emily would. I think you need to involve um, Susie somehow. Oh, so let's see. What bar is she in here? I don't even. I can't even tell what bar this is. I think this is Billy's. You can sell her on. Outside Yankee Stadium at the Bronx. I will go to the Bronx court tomorrow regarding the MLB letter against me. I wish you victory this postseason. You could get. I mean, you could just tell her that Gardy's coming on this podcast. And I'm sure she would have dinner with you the next day. I'm just my tweet editor. Do you want to date? Like, do you want to be my girlfriend? I have a wife also taking girlfriends. Right and a Gumar. Yeah. Do you want to be more than friends? That's crazy. I love her. I love her. Big Yankee fan. Big Yankee so there's fan. There's that. You know what just I mean? I, I always say I like anybody like at the end of the Yankee day, fan. Wish us well in the postseason. Yeah, wants us to win the World That's Series. That's what matters for me. Um... We got some sad news today. Well, not sad news. So here it is. Here we go. Here we go again. Aaron Judge has soreness and crankiness in his shoulder, and he will not play in the spring opener. That's on Saturday on the Yes Network. What are your feelings on this? So he has a cranky shoulder, and I got a cranky emotions right now because, look, I know it's nothing. I know we'll probably be ready for opening day, but this stuff just gives me the scaries. It's like... I can't trust Boone, and I love Boone, but when he says we don't think it's anything serious, how many times last year was nothing supposed to be serious and somebody misses three months? So I just have trust issues with these updates and with telling them, and yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a little bit worried about it. I am not going to let a cranky shoulder on February 18th bring me down. Just not going to do it. It's too early. It's too early to be to be down. Not going to do it. We Paxton... We saw what happened there. We'll see what happens. This is Aaron Judge. This is the heart and soul, whatever you want to call it. Not going to let a cranky shoulder. Not in February. Not me. Not going to happen. Not upset. 
everything's fine. I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous of you. I, I can't do that. I panic. Everything is the alarm for me. I I worry, based on as I'm getting to know you more, that Jamie wakes up in the middle of the night sometimes and you're not in bed because you're just like pacing the hall. Yeah, that, that's, that's like, happened a couple of times. You're just refreshing stuff. Twitter. Like, yeah, like you just wake up like, you know, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, fucking judge a shoulder. Like, I can't do that to myself. The worst, the, 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 when it happens to me is when a guy hits a ground, when Gary or Glaber hits a ground ball to shortstop, they come up lame and, you know, everyone's speculating about a hamstring or a groin and I have to wait till the end of the game and then wait for Boone to talk and then wait for the MRI. Like, that, those 24 hours kill me. I think the only thing that would make you happy is, one, if everyone was healthy all the time, which isn't going to happen. Or if you somehow got a medical degree and then became the trainer for the Yankees, or even just assistant trainer, just so I could just know. to hear it right away. Yeah, just so I could know. And and the thing is, I'm like, why can't they do the MRI right here? And and you know, Jamie works at a hospital, and it's always like, well, the MRI machine, and this is how much an MRI costs, and they have to drive him to the hospital. I'm like, I don't care about any of that. Just tell me that the MRI was clean. You don't even necessarily want there to be an MRI machine. You just want like. You want there to be an app that they can hold their phone up and look yes, at them and be that like, would be my dream. You're okay. Through or you're the not uniform. Okay. Through the uniform. Yeah. Don't even take it off. Oh my like uh I remember remember this like, you know, when Judge got hit on the wrist, it was it was a Thursday night, I remember in July in twenty eighteen and wait I remember they were like, you know, where he's on his way to the hospital. They're sending out like he's on his way to, to New York Presbyterian to get an X-ray. I'm like, don't they have an X-ray machine in the locker room? Like, just <laughs> yeah. How do they not have that? Yeah. How do we not know already? How do we build a three billion dollar stadium and there's not a hospital? Yeah. In? Come on, guys. <laughs> what the hell? It's twenty dollar paying for twenty dollar beers. I just I I refuse to. I'm not gonna let it derail me. Maybe this is a, maybe this is just something that'll that'll come with age. You get me. If it's March fifth. And he's not playing, dude. You're fucking almost puked when I yeah, said yeah, March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're getting me nauseous here. <laughs> March fifth, man. That's like three weeks from opening day. <laughs> if he hasn't played in a game by March fifth, it is straight panic mode. <laughs> it's his throwing shoulder. I understand. It's February eighteenth, and and also, what does it mean? The maintenance thing, and it's just sore, but the MRI didn't reveal anything. Like, doesn't this feel like the same thing as last year? It feels We're like really every sure, injury. Yeah. It feels like every injury. Like they don't unless it's a clear break, it's always like, ah, you know, these guys, they're a lot of wear and tear. My thing is, like, he was down there early getting in work and like nothing came up. And I don't know if it was like, oh, today's the first day they have to say something. But he was down there getting in work. I think it's just a little fatigue. Let him hang out for like a week, not really do too much. I mean, he was still out there. Fielding, ball he was, he was, he was, and he so can move around, and it's not a lay. You know, he can yeah. still run, which is he's good. Hot. He and trust me, Aaron Judge is not out there with Andujar and Stanton in the outfield fielding balls, and none of them were throwing them in. That's true. I saw that. Yeah, you know, and not taking batting practice. Like he's getting his fucking swings in. We're gonna be all right. They said he was taking one-handed swings. I saw. I guess was good. Left Fucking hand. Hit him out yeah, with yeah. One hand. Do some other drills. He does that all the time. With Marcus Timms. Yeah. Everything's fine. All right. Everything's good. <laughs> this will this will be good for us this season. You can kind of calm me down. Yeah. Every time I'm we gonna get talk you off the edge, I can tell you. Look in your eyes. You feel a little better. But when I said March fifth, when you, you said March fifth, no, 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 we, we can't do that. <laughs> I, I would I, honestly, uh, my if goal, he hasn't played a game by the next time we're sitting here in one week. He would have missed Saturday, Sunday, Monday. 
and you know uh, Tuesday. I don't know what the the schedule looks like. Um, let me see. So they play Saturday at one o'clock against the Blue Jays. They play the Rays. Yeah, by the time we sit here a week from now, they will have played four games. If he doesn't play by then, you've lost your shit. Uh, you know, uh, maybe, but I'd be. Uh, it's really the what I was targeting was that next weekend, like February twenty eighth or twenty ninth or whatever, whatever that Saturday is. Like I'd like to see him play at some point that week. As long as he's good by the 29th, you're not on suicide. I'll watch. be okay. Yeah, leap day. Leap day present. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the Aaron Judge leap day miracle. He hits two home runs in his spring training debut. Is the best baseball player of all time. The season starts, remember, the season starts earlier. I mean, March 26th. I don't ever remember a season early. starting early. Yeah. It's like, gonna be cold. It's gonna be freezing. It stinks. We're gonna be down there. It's gonna be a good time. We will be there. We're going to be in pickles, probably, if you can even get in. It's going to be my – I mean, 3 o'clock game, got to get in there by noon, right? I mean, with, the, with what the crowd's going to be like because yeah. everyone down there will be taking off. I'm uh, – the babysitter gets here. Hey, what time? Let's start. 10. Let's start planning. Okay. So we'll see like you at 10.05, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that, I'm free. So, yeah, we'll get down there twelve by 12.15. Yeah, well, you got some connections that can get yeah. us in the bar too. Um. I mean, come on. You're Nick Kirby. There we he go. He hosts a podcast. Um, I think that's really like all we got. You know, we've – I honestly – I don't care about the MLB top 100. No. It's just a list. Yeah. Don't give a shit because nothing's going to bother me at this point. I'm not letting anything bother me. I'm not letting – listen, I love Justin Turner. I love Mike Trout. I love Cody Bellinger because I love Clay Bellinger. Do you know Clay Bellinger got called up in 1999? Played on the Yankees, 99, 2000, 2001. All teams went to the World Series. Made one, maybe two appearances in April of 2002 for the Angels. They went to the World Series. Played four years in the major leagues. Every team he played on went to the World Series that year. Guys got some good luck. I'm actually so much of a loser that last night I was watching a replay of Yankees Classics Game 1 of the 2000 World Series. And in the bottom of the ninth, uh, they were there, you know, they were trying to walk it off and he took third on a, on a ball that bounced in front of Todd Pratt. And I was like, oh man, good base running by, by Cody's dad there. <laughs> man, you got a lot of free time on your. Well, I actually <laughs> hacked. Yeah. I hacked in to get the yes network down here, which is not easy. What'd and it's you... taken me years. What is it? Here's what you do. Okay. You sign up for YouTube TV. Okay. Now you gotta, you give him a zip code. That says you're in New York. So I just typed in whatever the Bronx zip yeah. code is. But they still say, hey, you're in Philly. This isn't working. I was at a Broadway show in New York, I guess, last weekend. So I signed into my Google account as soon as I got into Penn Station. Then I signed out and I haven't signed in since on my phone. And it still thinks I'm in New York. And now I get Yes Network on YouTube TV. So you download like the Gmail app or whatever? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And, just, and just sign in. And then I just haven't. And then just close the app yep. and never open yeah. it again. Yeah, it hasn't... Just continue to check your mail through the native like mail app. Exactly. Yes. And MLB TV, you can watch the games, but you don't get any of the post game. You know, I want to see yeah, the interviews. So that's the big thing. I want to see Boone talking. Right, right. So that's the key there. So and I, how much is YouTube TV? Uh, this isn't an ad anyway. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just I'm just too dumb to learn about cutting the cord. Everyone's trying to cut the cord, and I'm just trying to like add channels. If I could get Verizon, I would, but the building that I'm that I'm moving into only takes Comcast. That's so I was like, sex. screw it. I'm yeah. just getting, I'm just getting YouTube TV. So. Yeah. My wife and I had a conversation about cutting the cord like the other day. Cause like we have Plex, like we have every, like everything you can yeah. do. But 
I'm just like, I honestly don't know how to go about this. So YouTube TV is how much a month? It's fifty a month, and it's just it looks like a regular. Oh, okay. It looks so like the like same full, thing. This isn't just like an edit. No, like, no, it I has just, every. Like, it I has every channel. Yeah, I'm not paying fifty bucks for the Yes Network. Right, right. Yeah, you. It, it wouldn't be worth it at that yeah. point. But, but yeah. So I, I'm like, oh, all the Yankee classics are on. I'll get the post game. I'm like, this is great. You're gonna OD on Yankees. Do yeah. you watch any other shows? I've well, I just rewatched Sopranos over and over again. So that's, that's it. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I love Entourage and Curb. I'm an HBO guy for sure. You like Boardwalk Empire? I've only seen the first season. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I you you seen the whole thing? Yeah, my father-in-law wrote it. That's pretty cool. Have we not had this conversation? Fun fact, no. My father-in-law wrote the books that are the show Boardwalk Empire. Really? Yeah. That's I had awesome. autographed books, like first editions, like all over this house. Ah, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah, you got you get your copy. I would say I'm going to pick up season two, but you know, we got the season coming up. So. It's like maybe, maybe in November. <laughs> but you don't watch like anything on like, you have nothing where you're like, oh, I need to watch. Nah. No? Nah. Fucking one one track. I like it. I like it. I watch stay other, focused. I watch other shit in the off season. As soon as the season ends, I'm like, I'm back, wife. And then when the season comes, it's like, ah. See ya. As Michael K would say. <laughs> I got a babysitter for May yeah. 9th. Come on out. Um, we have an event this Saturday. JJ. Yes. It's going to be here in Philadelphia. Box and the Hound. It's a great sports bar. They got 50 million TVs. BP Philly crew. Tom and Dave are awesome. They're organized. We're going to have great drink specials. I think it's, I want to say $3 Coors Light, $4 Yingling, maybe $5 Well Drink, something like that. Um, and if you're like me and you've just been sitting around all winter staring out the window waiting for baseball season to start and you just want to show up and talk about Garrett Cole with a bunch of other weirdos, it's the perfect environment for you. Saturday, 6 o'clock, Fox and the Hound. It's around 15th and Spruce, I want to say. We have some watch parties there during the season as well. So it's kind of like a spring training kickoff event. Yeah, I'm going to try to make it. Um, I had knee surgery tomorrow. If I die, monetize it. I will. We're going to have t-shirts made. I'll, I'll get the dogs on them and I'll yeah, sell them. Just, yeah, just if I die, monetize it. Take care of my wife. Yeah. Um, with the money. Not Are you going to hand me an envelope and like, like, you know, like in The Sopranos where if something happens, you'll know where the envelope is kind of thing? Can I tell you that like I thought about that? <laughs> not like you specifically. I had my brother. I was going to be like, listen, here's a thing. If I die, like, here's the thing. Yeah. But I feel like that would just be a lot on him because he'd be like, I know that you were worried about dying. I'm really just, a, I'm very afraid of dying, but it's just because I don't think anyone would tell the story of my death better than me. I'm a psychopath. Um, <laughs> and then you said it's a thir- it's a quick it's like a procedure. Thing. I go in at 530 in the morning and I'll be home by 11. Did time. you get to pick your time slot or were they just like, you no, will see called. at 530? They just called. But I asked for, I was like. They the earliest is five, and I was like, the oh. earlier the better. Oh, you want it early? What's it matter? I'm going to sleep. I know, but I just would not want to get up at four thirty for anything. I can't remember the last time I got up before. Uh, so I have to be there at five thirty. My alarm will go off at five because I'll shower tonight. And because like, what's it matter? Like they're just disinfecting everything. Yeah. I get up, I go downstairs, I get an Uber, I go to the hospital. I'll just have my phone, my ID, and my insurance card. Hopefully by like seven o'clock they've put me to sleep, and then I've woken up by like seven might be 
That's the thing that sucks is when you're waiting after you check in for surgery to actually like go to sleep. Uh, that could be like hours. Just sitting there. We were just sitting around in like a robe and like, do I have my phone? Did they take it already? Oh yeah, that's a big. It's like pretty boring. I'm just cracking do. jokes. People kind of drugged up. Yeah. Uh and then yeah, then the next thing you know, it's like it's when they're pulling the tube out of your mouth and you're just like choking. Uh, Are you working th- what, tomorrow? Are you working Thursday? Yes. Okay. So I'm, right back on, at on it. On Vicodin. Ooh, that'll be fine. I don't know. Like I have my schedule set so that I won't. I have one call on Thursday afternoon. Like I have a very light schedule yeah. on Thursday, but I also scheduled the surgery not knowing, and this is going to piss everyone off that starting March 2nd, I'm back on paternity leave. <laughs> For 14 weeks. <laughs> so I'm unloading all of my work responsibilities over the next. Right. It's a transition period. Days. You're getting ramped up to get ramped down, as Aaron Boone would say. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm off for 14 weeks. That is beautiful. Yeah. That's why it's like, oh, like when I say, oh, opening day, babysitter. No, legitimately babysitter because I'm off. Right. That's your. Yeah. There's no PTO. Going to all the opening days. I'm going April 9th. I'm just going to be there in a baby born. I just bought tickets. Well, I just bought That's one. T- t- what is that? A Tuesday a night Thursday. or a Monday? Okay. A Thursday, one o'clock game. I'm just going to get in the car with the baby, drive up there, walk around with the baby born, catch a little baseball, come back. What else am I going to do? Just sit here with these dogs all day? Yeah, right. You get kind of boring. Yeah, that's going to piss people off when they find out that I'm about to be It's just, I mean, a lot, of co- a lot of companies don't do that. It's nice. That yeah, I have 18 there. weeks. I already used four and I have 14 more. It's crazy. And how are you in March second? Are you doing fourteen weeks in a row, or how are yeah, you? Yeah, straight through. Okay. My wife's my wife goes back to work. So I'm bad at math. What's that like? That's like three months, right? It's fourteen yeah, weeks. Yeah, a little okay. over three months. So even better. Starting in May, the baby is going to daycare. Ah, at full time or how many days a week? Yeah, I, well, we're still sorting out where she's going to go. Okay, got it. But like when you send a baby to daycare, they get sick like right away. So it's like, oh, you got to come, like, pick her up, you know. And so if you just, like, if she started when I go back to work, it'll be, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, probably got to go pick her up. Right. And now it's like, I'm leaving working. So for whatever it is, $1,000, $1,200, whatever it is to pay for a month of daycare, I'd pay that for a month off. Yeah. A month of just it. doing nothing. Yeah, no, for sure. Drop her off in the morning. I'd go to Yankee Games by myself. People would do unforgivable things to get a month off from work a month with off. no consequences. Absolutely. Here's the I still I get fully paid. Like I'm not there is no financial loss to this. It's the same as if I was going to work every day. Why would who wouldn't take a thousand dollar haircut to just get a month off? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be sick. I'm gonna go to so many games. Come out Saturday. Come out May 9th. Come out in spring training. Because we're going to get silly down there. Have you ever ridden one of those electric scooters that they have like in no. different cities? They have them in Tampa. Oh, I have man. to tell you all about the GoPro head mount that I have. Now. Okay. Um, this is going to be a crazy trip. Follow Nick on Twitter. At NKirbyNYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow the show at George's Box Pod on Twitter, on Instagram. Five stars, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, retweet it, make it nice. I'll see you at spring training. I'll see you on May 9th. Maybe I'll see you Saturday, depending on my knee feeling. But I'll tell you what, I'll see you at the parade.